Do we need this? Is a question that you have brought to us, Art. Do we need any of this? That's such a great question. Okay. I'll never think of life the same again after you. Do we need this? Truly. Art Aronson, who has made many appearances on our podcast, and we may have even alluded to this in the podcast before, but uh, he's leaving us for good. He's saying goodbye. Papa's going to go build a fence, and he's never coming back. (laughs) (laughs) With the government. Um, um, So, yeah, we're very sad that Art is not going to be working with us every day and that we're not going to see him every single day. Of course, we're still friends outside of this podcast and outside of work, but... um, Art, we're just not going to, we're just going to give you this opportunity to say your goodbye speech, okay? <laughs> yeah, first speech. off, first off, I cannot build anything, so forget about that fence. Oh, soft. Wow. <laughs> That's okay. one thing we know about Art, soft. Very soft. Uh, you know, when I got uh, the job here at the Q in the Zone radio stations, uh, I was hesitant. I left uh, my past employer, Bell Media. And, uh, but someone who worked here who helped me get the job here at Patterson Media uh, was like, it's a no brainer, Art. Just come here. And I think the reason for that was because of the people that work here, no. clearly. And that includes you guys, because when I left Bell Media, like, I got an email. I might have said hi to one person, goodbye to one person there. And then after working there for three years, and here you guys have been rolling out the red carpet for me. Seriously, <laughs> it's 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 been. I mean, this is this is pretty nuts. I would have been okay with just uh, um, Art. It was great working with you, and you know, see you around. I would have been happy with that. But you guys are all over the place here. I'm glad you said that because I forgot to sign the card for you. Yeah. The e card that I forgot. Sorry. Oh, the bloody e card. Oh, by the way, I was gonna say in because I was charge of the staff fund for a while there. <laughs> the party planning committee. The party planning committee. I was like, and I think I said at one point, I was like, if and when I leave this place, no e card, no <laughs> party. <laughs> Sounds like I'm getting at least one of those things. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna party tonight. Yes. For sure. Um. Anyways, it's been a blast. You guys are like some of the most talented people that I've ever oh, worked with oh, in radio. Stop you. It's true. And I um, have had such a great time working over this past couple of years. And the pandemic, of course, the pandemic. Yeah. It's like I will always, and I said that on the air in the zone, that I'll remember this time because of the uncertainty that we had while turning on that mic and giving this the, this information out there to the public and the way that you guys were able to spin that pretty much every you know single day this really hard hitting news that was affecting everybody and to be a part of that um, I'm going to remember that for a long time and I guess I'm going to say fondly because I think we did a really good job. Yeah, and I think you really led the way on that. For us, our job was, you know, try and keep our chins up and try and make people have a giggle still if they could going through this wacky wild time. We'll all look back on this time as just being, you know, an incredible and weird point in our careers. But for you, your job every day was to come in and deliver the information, whether it was good or bad. And there were a lot of days where it was not good. And you had to do that day in, day out. I'm sure you felt the brunt of, you know, people who didn't like that information or didn't think it was correct for some reason or another. Yeah. You know, it's, I yeah, we'll all look back on this time. But you were in a very, very unique position during it. And you guys felt that as well, that when you were bringing 
the, the news of whatever was getting shut down or whatever it was it it weighed it weighed on me at night and i'm sure it did for you guys and but you guys made it a lot easier because you guys are entertaining and you were able to you know spin it off on that note um anyway for whoever comes in next to do the position i hope that they um are as friendly with you guys because it's <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's really a great thing when i got here because i've got a bunch of new friends and honestly when i worked in victoria for the other stations i didn't have a lot of friends there and then i came here and you guys are all friends and it was like at first it was a little bit of a tough nut to crack but uh, over time i was able to become friends with you guys so that's that was huge yeah. friendship you know? yeah now what what also wasn't mentioned too much and we mentioned it today on air but um, not on the podcast is that you were also doing your master's like program while the pandemic hit so not only were you delivering like all this like hard news that was just relentlessly negative you were also doing like full-time school on top of a full-time job on top of like the weight of the public and then now finally all that work is paid off yeah it was a bit of a process that was so now what what are we doing what are we doing next yeah, thank you guys for your support during that time too, because you guys are always so like go get it, art. You know, you're doing what you need to do to get to the next level, whatever that is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I was here. Uh, <laughs> I was here outside the studios, and you guys saw it in the weekends. Weekend. After, yeah. Sometimes Paul would come over and yell and scream at me. I'm like, dude, I'm in the meeting of a. I'm in the mid- middle of this Zoom meeting at school. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it took a lot of time there. So basically I got my master's in communication and I wouldn't say it was a prerequisite to this new position that I have, but it certainly helped. Um, I'm joining organizational communications pretty much. And it's the biggest organization in the province, (laughs) the BC government. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm going to be working in the ministry of indigenous relations and reconciliation, which is one of the most important ministries right now. And I did not choose that guys. They chose me. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it was, you know, it's it's an honor for that, but um, it's also kind of scary. And I just got a couple of, as I was walking into here to do this with you guys, I got a couple of text messages from a friend who works in that ministry giving me all the details about <laughs> what I need to do right away. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm starting in a couple of days. Wow. So I'm anxious, excited for that. I honestly think you're going to do an incredible job. Like your worth, work ethic is incredible. You're such a like a calm person. You're able to just fit in with any sort of setting and you always just like get the job done. So I think you're going to do an incredible job. And it's important work too, which is motivating, right? It's really nice well, of you to say. We're going to miss you, Art, so Aww. much every day at the station. Of course, we're still friends. It's not friends off after this. Yeah, Imagine, we'll just like never talk to him again. I, I keep saying, like, I'm not dead, guys. <laughs> I'm not dead. I'm here. We can still hang out. And I can't wait to, like, listen to your show as Aww. his owner and uh, listen to this podcast as well as just a fan. So that's exciting. He's not listening. He's a sports talk sports radio guy. He's not listening to us. He doesn't like music. Um, no, it'd be great. And um, yeah, it is true. And uh, we're going to miss you for a lot of reasons. But, you know, um, it, I'm going to consider it the golden age now of our other podcast, Geek Out Podcast, is some of the fights and back and forths that we had and the screaming we would get into were so much fun. And I can't do that with, you know, the rest of that team. There's just, they don't have that. And, but that kind of thing, because if you listen to some clips, 
you know, check out the best of that's coming <laughs> at the end of this year. A lot of it's like, oh, my God, they're really getting after it. But you can only do that with someone who you actually love and respect on that friendship level. And so that's that that we're going to miss that. And that's that's the true feeling we have for you, buddy. First off, great cross promotion. Second, <laughs> second, also like on the air with you guys on the afternoon show, because you guys just got your afternoon show when I came in and mm. made me feel like part of the team. And it was really great. I'd love to be part of your guys' team because it is really good, I think. Um, but the fact that I'm very different than you guys and I'm able to like come in with these like often zany <laughs> ideas and thoughts, um, I think I think it was a good blend. 100%. Right? Yeah. All right, pal. Well, uh, good luck. We'll talk to you soon. Well, like we all keep saying, you'll be on the Geek Out podcast still. I'm sure you'll zoom in from time to time. So we'll catch you then and uh, good luck with the new job then. Thanks, guys. Last night at 11.59. Wow, another great Halloween. Hey, Jen. Yeah. Ooh, it's getting late. We better get to bed. Yeah, okay. Good night, Katie. Good night. Whoa. What, what is that? What, what is this what? Oh, oh, my God. Look out the window. It's It's Mariah Carey. Oh, God. She's so strong and huge. Her Christmas spirit is so powerful. I guess tis the season. I guess I'll get the tree out of the crawl space. Good to Halloween last night, Jen? Yeah, I mean, I just uh, went to the old spaghetti factory. Okay. (laughs) Of course, tradition. (laughs) Had a bunch of pasta, and then I watched uh, Midnight Mass on... On uh, uh, Netflix. Oh, that's a new horror show, yeah, right? Yeah, it wasn't very scary though. Oh, no? If you're looking for scary, it's not super scary. But okay. Yeah. What about uh, you? I had a great time. I had a great time handing out big full size candy bars. Nice. That was great. You know, little kids don't barely even notice anything. <laughs> they don't really know what they're getting into. And then yeah. I love it. The little bit of older kids. They. I heard some uh, comments like, "Wow, oh, that felt heavy." <laughs> <laughs> it dropped in their bag. And uh, it was great. We'd set out in the front yard and had a fire and everything, a little um, propane fire pit. But a lot of fireworks last night, right? Right. Yeah, you have a dog and a cat. So how did they react to that? They're fine. And I feel very blessed that the dog especially, I don't know, nothing really flaps the cat, but like dogs can get so upset by fireworks is what mm-hmm. I hear. And uh, no, I'm very blessed. My dog could give a rip. He was sitting outside the yard with us. He doesn't care. Didn't uh, even look up when there was a firework. Yeah, there. but there are some animals that, yeah, really do not like it. I know a lot of like animals end up going missing on Halloween yes. because of the fireworks, just spooking them out. And yeah. the SPCA has come forward and say, like, please, you know, consider not doing fireworks. It's dangerous. You know, it can really spook pets. And then people were posting their tips on Reddit. So That's next right. fireworks, you can be a little bit more prepared if you yeah. know that, like, say New Year's Eve or something like that. Right, because our across-the-street neighbor came over and she said, oh, yeah, our dog hates the fireworks. Mm. So what they do is they were sedating her. They gave her a little Aww. doggy gravel, right, yeah. and just telling her it's okay, it's okay, and tuckered her out at the dog park earlier in the day, and apparently she was doing just fine. Oh, well, someone on Reddit, they actually give a treat to the dog every time they hear a firework. So that dog was probably getting lots of treats, and maybe <laughs> that eased some of the anxiety, knowing that it was a good thing? I hope so, because as many SPCA petitions as you can fill out, as many bans yeah. as there was over in Vancouver, mm-hmm. I don't think... Fireworks are going away. Yeah, people love them. People love them, and it's easy to easy enough to get them, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of a Halloween tradition. So best to just 
calm the doggies as best you can. Everyone loves to tell the billionaires what to do with their money, right? Oh, yeah. Why, you want to go to space? Don't do that. Buy me a house instead. Don't go to space. Feed hungry people. That's the big one. That's the actual one, right? Yeah. And sure enough, now Elon Musk is online evidently putting his money where his mouth is. Mm -hmm. He was challenged by a United Nations official that said, let's go. You need to step up. The head of the World Food Program said, step up now on a one-time basis. Mm -hmm. Take your money. Six billion dollars would solve world hunger. Let's do it. So they challenged, this is David Beasley, the director, um, challenged Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk to do that. And Elon Musk has come forward and said, I will sell uh, a stock in Tesla if you can prove that $6 billion will solve world hunger I will sell the stock right now and we will do it. But you have to do it in like a, a public way so everyone can see where the money is being spent and how the money is being spent. But then it got me thinking, I'm like, how, yeah, how do you solve world hunger? That's the main issue. There's money for it, of course, but how? How do you go about it? You can't just buy a mountain of food. There has to be a way. Yeah. And I think that's where the, the puzzle is. That's the real puzzle. Yeah, how is, can we do it? Those people are hungry because I think it's their access to food, right? So... That the food chain is so complicated and complex and has to do with obviously farming and agriculture. Yeah, and yeah. so, there's so many, and I can't imagine even six billion dollars, which sounds like an astronomical amount of money. Yeah, I don't know that you could just toss that at the problem and fix it for all those people and save those lives. Right? What, who among us wouldn't spend a tiny amount of what we have, right? Mm-hmm. Six billion dollars when Elon Musk is almost a trillionaire. That's nothing almost to him, or that's very affordable to save millions of lives. Why wouldn't you? Of course. So, yeah, if you need a project right now, maybe COVID has got you kind of bored. Oh, you think they should just you put just pen try, to paper? Try, try solving world hunger. Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. Crunch some numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you can prove it to Elon Musk, he's got the cash. He's willing to spend it. Had a great Halloween last night, handing out uh, candy. And as I uh, like to tell everybody and brag about, yeah. I was handing out the full-size candy bars. Do you know that someone was over at my house on the weekend and said, Paul's always talking about his full-size candy bars. We uh-huh. get it. You're rich. Uh-huh. Whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, they were that drunk. <laughs> they were talking like that. Okay, yeah. dude. <laughs> I spent $60 on 60 candy bars. Not exactly breaking the bank, but thank you. No, but it is appreciated for the community, you know? It's a good, it's a good thing that you're doing. Great, good. I'm glad. Um, we didn't go through all 60 candy bars. I got about 20 left. Oh, okay. And so now I'm wondering what to do with them. I don't want to eat them all. Yeah. Obviously, anyone who was at my house last night, all right, at the end of the night, have a candy bar, but I don't want to eat 20 chocolate bars in the next- I think you should give it a try. Why not? And I know that a lot of places, look, if you have kids, hopefully Mm -hmm. you've got a pillow sack full of candy to rummage through and and help yourself to once in a while. And offices like ours often have candy left over. Yeah. But is there, but for those people who don't have any of those things. Yeah, not as lucky. I mean, I didn't buy candy because no one comes to my house. So I don't have any. Yeah, I want all the candy. And of course, the day after Halloween is now Christmas season. But if there are any leftovers in stores, they usually go on for like half price. Do they? Usually, right? They should, at least. They should, but I think that is a myth. And I think that places, 
don't they, they clear out their can- Halloween candy? Mm-hmm. Does it go bad? Where does it go? I don't know. Think and they're using they it. Put out the, who knows? Yeah, change the expiration date. Does Halloween candy ever go bad? I, I don't know. know. It's always the same candy every year, right? And they put out the Christmas stuff. Well, I say you go and take a look and see if you can find us some discounted candy. Okay. All right. Okay, bye. Okay, that's it. I'm gonna go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, let us know where the deals are. I guess. Okay. Okay. See you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> Hi, Jenny. I'm here at Thrifty Foods on the hillside. There does not appear to be any Halloween candy on display at all. It is gone. It's not half price. And not only that, but the change of the season here looks like there are holiday Ritz crackers that are shaped like a snowflake, as well as a special edition, limited edition, Elf cereal, you know, like the movie Elf starring Will Ferrell, sweetened corn puffs with Buddy's favorite natural maple syrup flavor. That to me is a real shine of the change of the seasons from Halloween to Christmas. Back to you, Jenny. The like top space news today was that NASA has successfully harvested green hot peppers on the ISS. Congratulations, NASA. Now this not might not be finding life or even water on a, a planet outside of yeah. our uh, Earth. We're not, we didn't land on a new planet. We didn't right. land on the moon again. You know, this doesn't seem like a big deal. But, but it, it is. is. Yeah, because it kind of opens the idea of like harvesting, you know, actual fruits and vegetables on the ISS, which is exciting. Yeah. So they all enjoyed some tacos together with these like <laughs> spicy green peppers. And yes. then they had some like dehydrated tomatoes to go with it and some artichokes or whatever. It was weird looking tacos, to be honest. Do they pack up the rest of the stuff? Yeah. Like, do they pack up tortillas? Yeah, some beef as well. Oh, they had some ground beef? Yeah, they oh. had some fajita beef. Is that pre-cooked? Yeah. Or you can't I be sauteing on this space <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine. It's got to be pre-cooked. Yeah, they probably just like added water and it became beef again or something. Yeah. Um, but it got me thinking, like, why did they choose the most difficult pepper to eat? A spicy pepper on the space station. You know, they've been deprived of fruits and vegetables that are actually like fresh for so long. Why would they choose a hot pepper? Yeah. Looking into it, it's because of the ways that it usually grows. It, like, makes it way easier to grow um, in space because they grow at higher altitudes on Earth. Hmm. And they have a shorter growth period. And, um, yeah, there's just, like, it just, like, is easily pollinated and could survive in a carbon dioxide rich environment. So all these factors are the reasons, like, this is a good starter plant to grow in space and then we can go from there. So hopefully one day they'll be able to have like red peppers and like delicious peppers. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like every time a story like this comes out, what this really is is big marketing for NASA to try and get and recruit new astronauts because <laughs> do you remember back when space travel was really brand new? Yeah. You'd see the astronauts, they'd be like, yeah, we just, we squeeze our nutrient paste out of this oh. tube. That's how we stay alive in space. Now it's like, we got Taco Tuesday yeah. out there. Wing Come on. Wing. Day is next. <laughs> oh, Victoria made it to one of those top 10 lists again. I know. BC. Lonely Planet, right? Uh, Prettiest place in the world or something? No, best place to I live? Mean, yeah, for that. tourist destination? Probably, yeah. Best yes. place to go for a trip? Absolutely. Best okay. place to, you know, I don't know, frolic in the ocean? Sure. Oh, but also, it is number three on the list of 
top 20 rattiest cities. What do you mean, like holes in it? No, it's just got rats all over the place. Oh, rats, just like covered in rats. rats. And I have noticed, you know, I have been seeing a lot of rats lately mm-hmm. in Victoria. Actually, yesterday, one just scurried in front of my car, kind of like a, a squirrel would do. Right. And I, yeah, they're kind of becoming just as normal as squirrels to see on the streets of I, Victoria, I've noticed. I think that if we're going to, uh, well, we have to deal with reality here. We are yeah. a ratty, ratty city. We are. It's a lot of rats. I know I got a ton of rats in my backyard too, but it's the same thing. I got squirrels running up and down the trees as well. And what is the difference? I'm sure someone will text in and give us the scientific difference. But to me, yeah, they're pretty much the same creature. Just one is fluffy and cuter than the other. And, you know, rats are nocturnal. So I just kind of see them as like night squirrels. Oh, and you think that the bad rap comes from the nighttime? I don't know. Element? Maybe because of diseases, but squirrels also carry diseases, so I'm not sure. I know. When you think about it, squirrels, everything that is bad about a rat is also bad about a squirrel. You ever had squirrels living in your attic? Oh, like get- I've had something living in my attic. Something was chewing. It was either a squirrel or a rat. Either way, same, same. Same, same. Yeah. Squirrels can get in there and cause a ton of damage, and that's real bad. Yeah. I guess that's it. Diseases, fleas maybe, but yeah. that's it too. Same. You look at a, a rat's face, and it's pretty cute. Yeah. You know, they are kind of cute, aren't they? Well, listen to this. Apparently that all these rats. So number one on that list I should mention is Vancouver. Number two is Burnaby right next to Vancouver. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. High population. Mm -hmm. And then we're sitting at number three here in Victoria for the rattiest population. Mm -hmm. And they're saying that they have or experts have noticed that BC's rats have bolder behavior than other rats around Whoa. Canada. Whoa. And there, there's even evidence of cannibalism among rat populations. And I mean, recently in the vault, we were exploring the song Ghost Ship of Cannibal Rats from Billy Talent. So we've got cannibal rats? We've got... We've got cannibal rats. Wow, so every time... Oh, God. No, they're worse than squirrels now. I don't hear about squirrels cannibalizing each other. Now every time I see a rat running around, I'm going to be like, oh, there goes one of those. <laughs> right? We need like an ongoing hotkey, like a little sound effects button for cannibal rats because we're going to be talking about them a lot yeah. lately, I think. Put the bird seat away. Make sure it's locked up. We don't want to attract any of those... Yeah, that's good. <laughs> There's uh, a lot happening on the text line right now. I think Craig made the best point. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, we need the rats. How will we feed our loose snakes? <laughs> oh, right. I forgot we were a real loose yeah. snake town. Yeah. Two separate issues, but they really go hand in hand, <laughs> hey? Paul? Paul, where are you? We got to get the show going. Oh, I'm down here in the basement. Come here. What? We have a basement? What the heck? Yeah, I got a side job keeping our basement shark tank clean. We have a shark tank? What is this for? Deadly, dangerous sharks. Be very careful, Jen. That's right. Well, do you know that new show, Love Trap, where the woman who's eliminated falls through a trap door? David, who do you think is a love trap? Shirek. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. I've always wondered where the trapdoor goes to. Comes right here to the shark tank. Oh! Oh, here comes another. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, it's Sherry. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, wow, Sherry. Sherry. Oh. Sherry, I hope you can swim. Good thing you have a husband, Sherry. Yeah. At least you got someone to love at home, though, right, Sherry? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, my favorite shark is really making a beeline for her. That's the big one. I call him Bitey. 
had a fun experience this morning, Jen. Went to go get my driver's license renewed. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, cool. Number one, you know what's a bummer? I hope this thing comes in the mail pretty quick. It's my own dumb fault. I didn't... My my, it, my driver's license expires next week, mm-hmm. but I didn't go until now to get it um, replaced. And when you go to replace your driver's license, they take the card from you and yeah. bye-bye. You don't have your ID now. So now I need a driver's license to get in places, right? Show yeah. passport, vaccine passport, and then driver's license? Oh, yeah. To you go need like some sort anywhere? of ID, yeah. Can I use my bank card? I got no picture ID unless I want to be carrying my passport around with me. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that one. Yeah, bummer. So I hope it comes in the mail pretty quick. Yeah. Here's the great experience I had, though. Did my hair nice today. I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed. Oh, no, but it looks great. I like it, yeah. Thanks, I put product in it. And um, right, because you want to look okay in this picture that you're going to carry around with you for the next five years. Half decent, at least, right? Man. Go, have mask on, right, all morning. Go uh, take picture, wait around in the waiting room, and then take picture. And uh, they didn't show me the picture because I saw it to other people. They were turning the computer around. Here you go. Does this look good? But they don't care what I look like. They're like, here you go. Just just go, just go. Great, we got it. Go, yeah. get lost. Go then, get in the car, take my mask off, look in the rearview mirror, see the biggest, bulbousy, white head of a giant <laughs> zit. The yeah. first zit I've got in years. Oh, really? I don't remember the last time I had a zit. Right yeah. on the tippy tip of my nose. Oh, classic. Isn't That's that great? Fun. Yeah, mask knee is really a thing lately. It really is. Yeah, luckily I just wear makeup, so I've just been covering it up, but it's getting real bad. Um, I went to go get my passport renewed. Mm-hmm. A reminder to do that if you plan to travel one day. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I was so pale, because I haven't seen the sun in a very long time, yes. that they actually had to get out a ladder and take out the light bulbs <laughs> in the London drugs because I was just too white. The camera was like, whoa, girl, Watching what you is up. this? And they're like, I don't know how to tone it down. Like it's on the lowest setting and now there's shadows. But yeah, we got to just take out these light bulbs at this point because you're too pale, girl. I really wish they would have let you just be a ghostly <laughs> two floating eyes on the back, nothing background. Yeah. That would have been way better. Well, at least they did that service for you. They took the light it bulb out. It was so nice. They were all so sweet there. But yeah, I definitely look like a ghost. So you, you think they would have given me the heads up? <laughs> hey, you want to go take care of that? <laughs> this is bar. I think it's in uh, Dallas, Texas. And they're going viral today because they put up a sign on their jukebox that says, Mariah carries all I want for Christmas is you. Will be skipped if played before December 1st. Wow. After December 1st, the song is only allowed one time a night. <laughs> yeah, you got to put some uh, rules around that one because it definitely gets overplayed. I mean, I love hearing that song. It's real fun. But yeah, if you were working in that bar and listening to it every single night, many times a night, no. Is there I'm no- okay with the de- pre-December 1st thing as well. It's oh, like, really? Yeah, I'm very, you know, if you squish, I know people, you should celebrate whatever you want, whenever you want. But if you squish Christmas all into one month, it really is enjoyable. When it gets too spread out, it's like butter over too much bread. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I I only want Christmas, yeah, December 1st. Yeah, right? that's that's when I, I want to hear that. But is there any song that you really just don't like? I mean, I don't like a lot of Christmas music, but is there one in particular that you just cringe every time you hear it? Yeah. What is it? I don't like the little drummer boy. You don't like him himself? Well, 
Like, what I are you doing? Him. The baby's trying to sleep and you're rabbing on a drum. <laughs> yeah, rude. And number two, I don't like the Pahrumpa Pum Pums. <laughs> I find it cringy. That's my favorite part of the song. I know. Everyone loves Pahrumpa Pum. Oh, yeah. cringe. I you know, hate it. You know who does a good version of that mm. is uh, Astro Color, right. local band. They make it like psychedelic, like you're doing mushrooms in a forest and the little drummer boy is like a little fairy that kind of like sneaks behind a trunk. It's, it's great. That's how I like it. Behind a trunk? A tree trunk. Oh, tree trunk. Okay, I can yeah. see that being good. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Every other iteration, I am so cringed by the pumps. <laughs> no more pumps. pumps. Tell me about this story about the swapped kitty cat, because this is wild. I can't believe they got away with this. This is a very wild story, okay. and if you're a pet owner of any kind... Uh, a man uh, recently on Reddit, so who knows if this is true, but he admitted to and confessed that four years ago, his wife had this cat that was really poorly behaved, pooped outside the litter box, scratched, hissed, bad, aggressive. bad cat. Yeah. Really aggressive cat, but it was a black cat, all black. So what he did was he went to a local shelter, found another all black cat, Swapped it out, drove the original cat to another shelter two towns over yeah. so his wife wouldn't find out, and just went on continuing living a better life with this more well-behaved cat. Oh my gosh, and the wife didn't know about this. Evidently, the wife still doesn't know about this. And he went to Reddit to like confess his sins. So it's been six years since then, he says. Six years now? They got married four years ago. We still have the swapped cat. It answers to the original cat's name and was worse. Like the worst thing is that the wife knows nothing and she loves the cat and like brags about how much better behaved it is since after the trip where she went away. She's like, oh, it's just so much better behaved. It's so incredible. Did a full 360. I'm so in love with this cat. And he hasn't told. You, you're, it's too late now, right? You have to hold on to that for the rest of your life. Would you I tell the person? take that horrible secret <sighs> to your grave. That is a brutal thing, right? Like, what happened to the original cat? Yeah. Hopefully I mean, it found a more accepting or patient owner, I yeah. guess. I mean, there are those cats that like go to the breweries, you know, and they keep the mice away. Maybe it would be good at that, not like being in someone's small home. Not every cat can go live in a brewery, though. <laughs> That's the dream, though. Oh, my God. Oh, Isn't wild. that a wild, wild story? Could you, would you not, no, here's a, mm -hmm. would you not notice your beloved cat is miss is been swapped. I would notice, I think. A drastic, you just go away for a week-long trip and come back and the cat acts totally different. That doesn't twig you enough to really be looking and like, eh, you used to have a tiny little white patch. Is that still there? Let me look into your eyes. Is this the same cat? Wouldn't you have a tiny bit of suspicion? Now I'm all scared that maybe one of my cats have been swapped out and I didn't know. Oh, God, I gotta check all my cats when I get home. <laughs> Well, we're making a list and we're checking it twice. I think Santa said that. A great jolly old elf once said. Mm -hmm. Now, we were talking about earlier, oh, you know, Christmas music. Too early for that, too early for that. But what I always am on board with is do your Christmas shopping as early as possible. Spread it out. Multiple yeah. paychecks. Get it done. Avoid the rush. Avoid the craziness. Yeah, I think it's going to be a wild one this year, too, especially. We've been hearing so much about supply chain, but, I mean, we can look at it at a different way, right? Yeah. Like, I'm reading this article now that says, oh, Nintendo is warning that your chip shortage will hit Switch sales, and so that all ties into the supply chain issues as well and everything. Okay, 
But guess what? There are other ways to do it rather than just go to store and buy whatever video game console is yeah. popular this year, right? I think you just have to get a little creative this yeah. year, too. And also, I mean, this is always said, and we're always talking about shopping local, making yep. sure that you're you know, supporting these local companies because they're also dealing with supply chain issues, yep. right? Yep. So it's kind of like working with what they have. Yes. It's That's, not like... Yeah. Well, when you go to the store, it's not like it's empty. Yeah. Okay, there are things there. There is, mm-hmm. when you go to these local spots, there are plenty of things in the store. It's not this empty warehouse and just a mice scurries by <laughs> and everyone's like tumbleweeding around. Yeah, we just kind of have to shift our shopping a little bit this year, but I think it's possible. You might not be able to get that PS5 right. or whatever it is that was on your big shopping list, but uh, there are other options. It's a, it's a little bit of a... A mindset shift, I think, because mm-hmm. we're so used to in this internet day and age of you go to the store and you buy anything you could ever desire. It's always there. And if it's not, oh, great. I'll just go online and buy it. So you can still do that. Yeah. But if you want to support local, you have to, you know, content yourself and your Christmas shopping with what is and what is available. Or you can do what I'm going to do is just make macaroni necklaces for everyone. If you give me another macaroni necklace that I have to pretend to like and then throw away, Jenny, I swear it's like it's going to be tough for us. You can never have too many. Uh. Wow. A woman from Quinnell was just scrolling through her TikTok when a bear licked her. Oh, you're never going to believe this. I actually have licked by a bear while browsing TikTok on my Canadian Wildlife Interactions bingo card. Oh, yeah. I have one of those, too. I still haven't filled out these squares, though. What do you got? Holding hands with a raccoon while fighting on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I need that, too. I Mm -hmm. also need nuzzled by a full-grown moose while posting on Instagram. Oh, yeah. It hasn't happened yet. Now, a flying squirrel. I need to go into my breast pocket while I play League of Legends on my Oculus Rift. Oh, I didn't know you were a rifter. (sighs) Yeah, I am a rifter. Big rifter. Okay, cool. Glad that's on there. Also, I need a sea otter joins me in bath time bachelorette binge. Oh, yeah. I do that every Tuesday. Yeah, no sea otter yet. Oh, a rat needs to tickle my toes on a Zoom call. Oh, that'd be good for a bingo. And uh, But you know what I, I do have is uh, crows dive bomb me while choosing a podcast. I have that one too, actually. Yeah, you've got that? Yeah, yeah. I think we all have that one. Are we shaking sleepies off here, or are we more well-rested, or what's the deal? I mean, I'm tired today, and sure, I'll blame it on daylight saving time. That's, okay, sure. That's uh, what we do this week. There's been... Obviously, for years and years, oh, the discourse. I'm tired of it, honestly. Is this a good idea? Isn't it a bad idea? Whatever. Um, But a new element that I felt was really added to the argument and conversation this year was how it affects doggies and kitties. Yeah, a lot of people took to, like, TikTok and making videos and posting it online of how their animals are reacting to the time change here and the new schedule, right? Everything being an hour later. Mm -hmm. Well... Like, for my cats, at 9 o'clock at night, they get a little special treat. They get some wet food. Mm -hmm. And they were screaming starting at 8 o'clock. Oh, really? And we had to have a conversation with them. We're like, I know. It's so silly. This is very silly that we now have to wait another hour for you to get your sweet treat. But this is how it's going to be. And they calmed down eventually because they got it. Right. But it might take a little bit of adjusting this week. We might have to deal with some screaming cats. See, I have, my animals are not on any of like a by the clock schedule for treats or anything. They get treats when I come home. So I'm training them to love me and (laughs) greet me at the door, right? So, but I find it fascinating and so cool that animals can learn to tell 
time. Yeah. Your cat's like, I believe it. At oh, 8 yeah. o'clock, we're screaming because they know it is food time. Or what do you think that is? Just a like a 24-hour clock yeah. thing? They know a full day has gone like, by? Well, it's dark outside. You should be getting ready for bed soon. It should be around 9, 9.30. And it's sweet treat time. Let's Guess go, what? humans. Guess what? Okay. Animals figuring it out by the sun. Are we not just animals as well? Well. Deep, right? Deep. Did you also notice this weekend this thing on Instagram where it's like, put a picture of your pet up and we'll plant a tree for the picture of the pet? Oh, yeah. I love that. I love seeing everyone's animals. I love it, too. I, that's what I want on social media, obviously, but who's planting these trees? I don't know where it came from. I'm just waiting for there to be a post from someone who knows better than me being like, <laughs> oh, you just got tricked and now someone's going to steal your bank account information by <laughs> your pets. You know what I mean? It's always like, how it goes. It's yeah. always how it goes. It's like, do that challenge with a 10-year challenge. Oh, now they got your facial recognition. They're going to hack into your bank account. Yeah, gotcha. No trees are being planted. Ugh. I just we'll want to know where the trees are going. Yeah, prove bro. it. Come on. Prove it. Oh, it seems like in the news here, there's going to be a Squid Game Season 2. No. It's a go at Netflix. Oh, no, no, no. This is very triggering. Paul, don't you remember when we did a Squid Game? Oh, right. <laughs> Jenny, what's the rule to this Squid Game again? <gasps> I didn't read the rules. You need to be quiet. No, stop copying me. me. Look, no, no, help me. I need just, I need just, I need just, I and that's how we lost the Squid Game. Okay, we talked a little off the hop about uh, season two of Squid Game is a go. Okay. And, but I'm reading that the creator of the Squid Game, the TV show, doesn't really want to do it. Oh. It's just, it was so popular, Netflix's biggest show ever. Right. That they're kind of like, you got to come back and do season two, dude. Right. I'm sure yeah, there's a lot of money on the table for that one. So between having really no choice, that's a quote from this guy, I have no choice no. but to put together a second season, and then as you say, a lot of money on the table, Right. the production of Squid Game has in a way turned into its to- very <gasps> own Squid Game. Whoa! Hopefully with less violence. Yes, please. Oh, gosh. I still haven't watched the first one. I got to get on to that. Oh. Yeah. I think you'd like it. Okay, cool. I like dark things, so probably, yeah. And do you like reading as well while you're watching? Uh, sure. Because you got to do it with that uh, Perfect. I've been meaning to get back into a good book. We're all being tricked, and I'm falling right into it here, but Starbucks is, uh, they've proclaimed extreme dominance over the seasonal beverage market, what they say, oh, yeah. right? That's like an emperor making proclamations from his throne. Yeah. It's like whether or not Christmas is going to exist this year. That's depending right. Depending on what they put on the cup. That's right. That's right. Um, so they've decided what this year? Not to have eggnog? Yeah, everyone's really upset. They're not going to have the eggnog latte or the gingerbread drinks, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, I'm putting on my tinfoil hat. I think it's because they know it'll cause like an uproar and people will talk about Starbucks and people will still go to Starbucks even though the eggnog isn't there. Right. They'll be like, I am upset about this. Can you make me a latte and put eggnog in it? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, we can do that. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Life continuing on. But we talked about it on the radio. Here and I stormed to the, la- to the Starbucks stormed to the demand Starbucks. the latte. Are you excited about this, though? They're also introducing the first non-dairy holiday drink. Oh. The sugar oat latte. It's got sugar cookie syrup and oat beverage. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> Jenny's so cool. She's too cool to admit that she likes oat beverage. I like oat beverage. Admit it. I'm just Say not it right excited now. For that the record. there is a new drink. Say you like an oat star- beverage. I Say like, you like an, an oat, beverage. oat beverage. What kind of oat beverage? 
<laughs> Any kind. Uh, not me. Regular cream for me, please. Oh, you're too cool for an oat beverage? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. So you got to own if you're too cool for something. I'm not too cool for an oat beverage. I have I it am. every morning. I am that uh, cool. <sighs> uh, let's. Are you drinking that? What is that? Cow for me, please. Okay. Cow beverage. Right from the teat. I wanted a cow beverage. <laughs> okay. I haven't been so excited in a long time as when you sent me this today. I didn't realize that my favorite restaurant in Victoria, Pagliacci's, mm-hmm. has merch. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Oh, it is a big merch section on their website. If you go in there, there's like 10 pages of merch. 10 pages of merch? Yeah. It what is it? deep in there. So we got everything from hats to t-shirts to sweaters, right? Then we've got some nice prints, and then we get a little wild. They have Pagliacci's underwear and bikinis incredible wow Uh, christmas gifts this year stocking stuffers this is amazing i love when a restaurant really dives deep and just is also a clothing store pretty much at this point they have so they have so much merch and i love as well that i'll be on the beach in my new bag bathing suit and bikini and be like i remember the time i ate too much bread now (laughs) i want to hear because this just made me so excited i want to know about good cool pieces of merch because maybe it's i'm getting old and don't go to as many concerts as i used to that merch from a spaghetti restaurant Mm -hmm. is making me so excited to the point where i used to be about like a band t-shirt or something what's a really good piece of merch that you got so okay i do have a few pieces of merch that i really am fond of that i'll never get rid of like uh i have a t-shirt from the time i saw the rolling stones in concert cool nice I've got, um, somewhere I'm sure I've got those red mittens from the Olympics. Oh, yeah. Classic. That's merch. That counts, Yeah, I think so. What about you? I mean, I've got concert t-shirts, of course, of many bands. But uh, the one piece actually wasn't like something that I bought, but it's something that I had from a concert. I went to Devo. You know, oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, one of the band members had a sweat towel and like rubbed their body, then put it down their pants and then threw it into the audience and everyone made a circle around it because no one wanted to touch it. But I still have it to this day and I have not washed it. It is maybe a souvenir more than merch. I don't think they're selling them at the merch table or anything like that. But. Does it say it's like Devo crotch towel embroidered on it or anything? <laughs> not even. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Not quite what we were going for. Interesting. But. You know what would be really wonderful too? Pagliacci's sweatpants that were came full of the bread stuffed in the pockets. Oh, yeah. A okay. two for one. When I was like maybe 14, I went to England and we went and did a tour, obviously, of Buckingham Palace. And I bought the sweetest bath towel. And it has the sign and the words all embroidered on the side of it and it's so old and it's so scratchy and I can't bear to use it now but I keep it anyway. Yeah, I would keep that forever. Doesn't the Buckingham Palace have like unreal merch? Like they have plates and cutlery and it just like goes on and on. Everything. See, I actually thought that when you sent that in, when you messaged that, I thought that you were on the tour, you were in the bathroom, you saw the Queen's used (laughs) bath towel and you were like oh my god, I have to put this in my purse and sneak this out of here right now. But you bought it new and then you used it as your bath towel for years yes and now it's like not nice anymore and so it just lives in my cupboard but i still have it but while it was nice did you feel so luxurious and like a queen when you were using it 
I did, and my name is Victoria, so I felt very queen-like. Yes. Wouldn't that be a power move for, like, all of your towels in your bathroom to be, like, strictly Buckingham Palace (laughs) towels, like, little hand towels, little soap dispenser. Or different from different castles around the world, even. Yes. I don't think I'm responsible enough to even have white towels at my house. But now, this is a type of merch, I feel like, a little bit as well. This other story that you were telling me about. What do you mean it's a type of merch? Well, it's kind of like a fun souvenir (laughs) of being a big fan, Jenny. This is a stretch. (laughs) I know, I wanted to connect it. Okay, I'm thinking like diners, drive-ins, and dives. Uh They probably have some merch, some Guy Fieri um, pants or something like that. Maybe a visor that you can buy. Wasn't he famous for his wacky shirts? Yeah, that too. Yeah, the flames are really in right now. But the greatest piece of merch of all would be the man himself. Yeah, Guy Fieri officiating your wedding. How incredible. What a dream come true that would be. I would love that. I don't even plan to get married, but I would if I could have Guy Fieri there for that reason, you Uh know? It's beautiful. Kristen Stewart is actually getting Guy Fieri to uh, officiate her wedding. Kristen Stewart, the actress? Yeah, she's getting married to a nice lady. I I don't remember who she's getting married to, but yeah, she put out the offer and he accepted. It's actually happening. That's actually going to happen? Okay, if you could have uh, a celebrity officiate your wedding, who would you you choose? Mm, Good question. Um, For me, Ian McKellen, Mm. and I'd be like, dude, Bring the Gandalf costume or don't show up. <laughs> nice. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Everyone's um, saying the same thing. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. I did really like, I think it's Reese who texted in saying Christian Bale, but he has to do it in the Batman voice the entire time. Does he have to wear the Batman costume or can he just be in a nice tuxedo or I just I think Batman would wear a tux. I don't think Batman would wear the Batman costume to the wedding, I don't think. Right. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this for years here in Victoria. You take your rotting old jack-o'-lanterns, you mm-hmm. take them up to uh, Mount Doug. Oh, yeah. Toss them in the woods, right? You can set them up at the side of the road. That becomes like a nice tradition, and people can you can drive through there and right. see all the sweet jack-o'-lanterns as they start to rot. And then what's good about that is that then deer and other wildlife come and just munch them down, and it's good for them. Right. And yeah. then now I'm seeing this as like a meme that's going around online all around the world. People are like, take your jack-o'-lanterns to the woods, feed them to the deer, let wildlife eat your pumpkins. It's good for them. Better than having them rot in the landfill. And then the other tradition that we have is like the fire rescue where they like launch the, the pumpkins as well. They do that like big pumpkin toss. You yeah. just like yeet it into the, into the sky, yes, yes. which is fun. Now, every year I have like a grand plan of doing something nice with my pumpkin, but I've never actually done anything but let it rot on my stoop. And then once it becomes mush, I slowly like scoop it into a bucket and put it in the compost. I love the idea that you're now, you know, going into the woods and sprinkling it for the deer and everything. But no, I just let it rot and then do the old scoop into the compost. I think you're going to change your ways this year? I don't think so. No, I think that's ingrained in me. It's just to be lazy. Doesn't it leave a gross stain on the stoop? Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't you it deal disgusting? With it. Then the raccoons come out and they have a little lick and they're happy, you oh, know? Well, sure. The family of raccoons. I guess I'm feeding them. We can look at it that way. Yeah, I'm just feeding the raccoons. Yeah, if you already live in what might 
some might consider to be a dump where raccoons, you're <laughs> yeah. sharing the house with the raccoons, then right. yeah, that's fine. Great roommates. Don't have to worry about compost, Take I guess. Take care of your pumpkins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I leave my pumpkin on my stoop to rot, but what do you do with your pumpkin, Paul? Seriously, I did that one time and I found it so disgusting to deal with <laughs> that I, I've learned my lesson. No, the day after Halloween, I take my Christmas tree, I mean my pumpkin, and I take <laughs> it out to the woods and I throw it against a tree so it smashes everywhere. Oh, that's And the nice. deer can eat, munch it up and they're happy. Well, the text line is open, 250-475-0913. Did you know that apparently pumpkin seeds are a great natural dewormer, but let's not get into all that again. <laughs> Dude, what, if you're not chucking your pumpkins in the wood to feed a wildlife, what are you even doing with it? Well, Ben texted in saying, rotten pumpkin plus fireworks. I said, that sounds like a recipe for a really ripping UVic party. <laughs> Funny. Oh, did you see that? Justin Bieber has collaborated with Canada's most famous fast food joint, Tim Hortons. They've created Tim Biebs. Little Timbits. How wonderful. Only a matter of time, I suppose. It really opens the door for a lot of other musical fast food collaborations. Like the Foo Fighters. Learn to fries. Yeah, or learn to beef and cheddar curly fries. Good Charlotte. Lifestyles of the rich and the KFC famous bowls. Featuring the White Stripes, Seven Herbs and Spices Nation Army. Could do Nirvana Smells Like Teen Burger. Or Childish Gambino, Red Boneless Chicken Nuggets. My Chemical Romance, Welcome to the Black and Cajun Chicken Parade. Going way back for some foreigner double double vision or the offspring pretty fly for a baked apple pie we were talking off the hop about the big collaboration tim hortons and justin bieber have come together and created tim biebs you made the perfect point you made the hottest but also most correct take on this well i was just saying it was a perfect pairing because they both you know claim to be canadian right they're like huge like canadian stars the roots. The roots of Canada. In Canada. But really, they're both owned by <laughs> America, really. Right? There's an American company now owning Tim Hortons, and uh, Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber is owned American. by Haley Steinfeld. She owns him now. <laughs> I don't that's know right. about owning. <laughs> I don't think that's how marriage works. But, oh, no. Oh, no, um, it is. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's, a, he's an American now, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense that that would be the collaboration. Now, as a Timbit Lover. Oh, no, here we go. I am stoked on this. <laughs> oh, okay. No, really, I am. Oh, I'm excited because, Jen, this summer I drove from pert near coast to coast of this country, okay? <laughs> okay? And I stopped at every single Tim Hortons wow. from the Alberta border east, okay? What a good tour. And I always said, what Tim bits do you have right now? Yeah. And they always said to me this. Chocolate. Plain. Birthday cake. End of list. Oh. That's boring. I don't mind the birthday cake ones. Uh, I don't know. What happened to the curler ones? Oh. What happened to my vanilla dips? Why are oh. there, where are the sprinkles? Huh. Excuse me, where are the sprinkles? Okay, well. Excuse me, where are the chocolate toasted <laughs> coconut, which are oh, some are of good. the most amazing ones? Yeah. There's so many more <laughs> Timbit selections, and they don't do them anymore. Well, maybe they were just out. Anyway, uh... Across the country! I'm so sorry that happened to you on that Tim Horton <laughs> tour that you went on. But uh, Justin Bieber is coming through with some weird flavors. Are you ready? We got chocolate white fudge. Whoa, that seems a little Yeah, so it's much. got chocolate... I think, it, yeah, it's got chocolate with... I don't know. Okay. Sour cream chocolate chip. I'm into that. And mm. you're going to hate this one. Birthday cake waffle. They're doubling down on the birthday cake. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, I, I take back everything I just said. <laughs> I get a 
make a correction already. It happens all throughout the show that we <laughs> yeah. say wrong things, but not <laughs> so early. I said uh, Justin Bieber married to Haley Steinfeld. Married to she's he's actually married to Haley Baldwin. Right. Who's Haley Steinfeld? Is that's that another that? like actor? Is, actor? I think yeah, the actor. I think I think she was yeah. in the Bumblebee movie, which is a uh, oh. pretty good movie. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks for the correction. I mean, Paul was like, I can talk more about Timbits. I was like, yeah, I know. You could talk all day about Timbits. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot, a lot of opinions. Takes. Yeah. Um, here, the thing I want to say now is that uh, obviously Tim Hortons gets a ton of press today because they partner up with Justin Bieber for Tim Biebs and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's, all part of the, it's all part of the plan. Whether or not you go and actually eat a birthday cake flavor waffled Timbit from mm. Tim Hortons, you know the word Tim Hortons, and then you go and drink a coffee from them. You know, raise sales that way. But what I love is all the, you know, we talk about all the time the delicious local donut shops around town. Mm-hmm. I want more donut holes or Timbit Ooh, yeah. style things from them because they have so many wild flavors. Like, here's our root beer flavored donut Ooh. or, you know, sour cream and chive or all the wild, wild donut flavors that they have yeah i want to try 40 of them and i and that's bite size in a timbit style in a donut hole don't you think that's a lot i have seen donut holes around town i can't remember which ones really but yeah oh yeah they're they're doing it you know what yanni's mm. where you get you get that at discovery yeah they have donut holes and it is the perfect little snack oh yeah those donuts are so good yeah really really good now for as long as i've been alive the threat and the specter of killer bees yeah. has always hung above me like sort of Damocles. But, you know, in the last couple of years, all we've heard about are these murder hornets, which mm-hmm. got even scarier than killer bees. Killer bees, well, that could be like second degree or third degree kill, oh, you know wow, what I mean? Yeah. Whereas these, these were like first degree murder, murder hornets. And then we all need to just take a chill pill and realize, oh, right, they're not coming to murder us to kill what they like to do is murder honeybees. Yeah, those adorable working little honeybees. But that's still just as bad. Those are a really, really important part of the environment and, Absolutely. The, and the chain. And that actually does end up affecting us. But oh, either yeah. way, we want to get rid of these uh, hornets that are not supposed to be here, these murder hornets, right? Well, recently they've done some uh, studies and uh, they were looking into like what honeybees do when like a murder hornet, like these giant hornets come by. To kill them. Um, to kill them. And they have noticed that honeybees create this like different kind of sound and it's like a screeching and it's really terrifying. This this sound makes me very sad. <laughs> Just knowing that like they are in so much danger right now and they've created this new sound to let, you know, the rest of the hive know that yeah. there is a predator around and there's danger. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know about you've heard about, you know, honeybees communicating and how kind of advanced they are in that yeah. way. They shake their little butts. They do little dances. Right, to tell other things. Yes. I wish it was just a butt shake. I know. But this is, yeah, it is kind of being compared to a panic call or a cry out for help. Do you have the audio there? Well, here, I'll give you like a normal honey okay. hive yep. first, okay? okay? The low buzzing sound. Oh, I love that. Yeah, kind of relaxing. They're yeah. all just doing their business. Making honey. Another work day, you know. They're and making then, the world go around is what they are, pollinating. <laughs> yes. Thank you, bees. And then here comes the uh, giant hornet attacking the hive here. You hear that? Way different. Way different. So it's like way more high-pitched, kind of panicky, more sporadic. They're finding that it's irregular. It's not just a solid buzz. It's like loud and quick and high pitch. And 
That's gonna give us nightmares tonight. Great. Oh, it's so sad. Also, this video is just brutal. These oh, really? two hornets just going at it on these honeybees. Ugh. Okay, great. So I started this all off by saying we don't have to be so concerned about the murder hornets. They're only going to murder bees. But now that I know that the bees are shrieking in panic, I'll take the murder hornet seriously again. Hello? Hi, Shelly. Hi. Hey, listen, we're not allowed to click links. So can you please oh, okay. describe that video that you sent to us? Oh, it was a YouTube video of... Uh, one of those murder hornets being killed by the Japanese honeybees because um, they can't withstand heat, whereas the honeybees can withstand like two degrees more than the hornet. So they like oh. swarm them to heat them to death. That's so cool. Isn't that rad? So it, like, is this something that they learned over time because of these predators? I guess so, hey? Well, yeah, because like in Japan, they live side by side. So they evolved a way to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. So we have to somehow teach the honeybees how to do that to how the to... murder hornets. Exactly. Because the murder hornet's so much <laughs> bigger. Like, if it was one-on-one, it wouldn't even be a contest. But when the murder hornet tries to invade, a ton of these little honeybees can all jump on top of it. And what do they... I think they vibrate in a way to create the heat. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Mm. And they cook the and hornet. And after, because the hornet lays down, like, a pheromone trail for other hornets to find it. Oh. So after the honeybees it, then they go and clean up all of the pheromones that the hornet left. Whoa! <laughs> wow. A little cleanup crew after the big takedown. Holy moly. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> well, Shelly, thank you so much for sharing our enthusiasm for the saga between the honeybees and the murder hornets. Yeah, totally. And sending us this sweet video. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. The Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. A lot of people are pretty happy with the announcement of this year's Sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd, but oh. you uh, often, you just get a, like a standing critique and a hot take for Sexiest Man Alive, right? Oh, they, well, they always do like, you know, famous people, but I think like one year they should really get out some, you know, scouts and go into like the local grocery store, maybe the construction crew, regular old people, crown one of them, the sexiest man alive. Funny. Now, um, the thing about Paul Rudd is that... <laughs> you asked me, you asked me to say that. <laughs> and then rolled your eyes and said, funny. <laughs> Continue. Go ahead. It is funny. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I've just heard it before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, pre- we prepared this. Yes. No. Um, now, the, the funny thing about Paul Rudd, though, is that he's like not super traditionally super sexy, right? He's mm. not like with the abs and the cut and all that, right? He's, uh, smoldering eyes and uh, big Disney prince forearms and all that kind of stuff, which is nice to see that it's someone who's kind of more based on personality a little bit. Even his wife is in the news right now saying that she's absolutely astonished and stupefied that <laughs> her husband of 18 years is the sexiest man alive. Oh, but, really? But no one else has an issue with it. Everyone's just like, hell yeah, Ball Rudd's great. Well, I, yeah, I think he's great. Absolutely. Me he's too. hilarious. He's a very attractive person. If I saw him in the flesh, I'd probably be like, oh my God, that is a very attractive, sexy man. You probably would. Yeah, you He too. never ages. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I want to know his skincare routine. Yeah. Um, but you, you would ask me something mm. off the air and you're like, what in your partner is sexy to you? That's not like, oh, he has abs. He is right. physically, uh, you know, attractive. What is sexy to you? Yeah. I thought that was an interesting question. Yeah. I think it, and this is kind of, 
I don't know. Oh. I mean, we'll get into it. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about like your love language, right? Yes. Like what is sexy to you, right? So yes. my love language. Let me tell you what it is, Paul. Okay. It's acts of service. Yes. Woo! Bringing me coffee in the morning, yeah, cooking yeah. for me, the, fixing the house and stuff like that. I love it. Physical touch as well. Um, wrestling. Punching. Oh, so I not think that just is like so fun. traditionally sexy physical yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like roughhousing. Roughhousing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What about for you? I agree. The roughhousing is hilarious and fun. It makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. And then that leads me to it. And I think this is the Paul Rudd thing, too. The laughter is such a turn on. Right. It really is. Um, yeah, my partner and I have this great thing where we call each other horrible, horrible names. <laughs> like just, if anyone heard inside of our car as we're calling each other just the most atrocious things you could think of, we would just be canceled immediately. But but we just find it hilarious. Right. Right. So, that's and nice. we're just laughing and laughing and it's so endearing and it just grows the love Aww, 10 million really times. That's sweet. Um, the other thing, which is not in any of these lists or unrelated completely, is um, hoodies. Like a uh, nice bunny hug? Is this what you're going to tell me? Yeah, there's something about hoodies for me. Anyone wears a hoodie and I'm like, wow, that you look really good today. <laughs> you look you know, incredible. Honey, the yeah. zip-up hoodie? or No, just- no, no, with the little pocket in the front and the tie at the top with the hood. Yep. Interesting. Okay, we would love you to chime in on yeah. this. We've covered wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> hoodies, and laughing. Art, jump on here. Oh. Art, it's Art's last oh. day at the radio station. Art! We love you, Art. I don't know if you know if you knew this or we really announced this, but Art is leaving us for a better paying job, <laughs> and so he's not going to read news on the radio no more. Sellout? You just called me a sellout. <laughs> no, you called yourself that. No, I'm sure you're doing it for the uh, passion. Anyways, um, uh, do, do you have an answer to this question? Something that you find... So for us, we like I said, like acts of service. So like, you know, someone getting me coffee in the mm-hmm. morning, making a meal. Also randomly hoodies for me. I just love hoodies. Like wearing, yeah. Like so just random pocket. things that yeah. you find sexy? Yeah. Yes. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, I guess so. Oh. You think on it. We'll read okay. these ones. Okay. Um, let me read the boy ones and you read the girl ones, okay? I don't know who's who. So Tom writes... Um, my wife plays first-person shooter games with me. Oh, that's cool. I do. Oh, yeah, I super appreciate that. Any kind of sharing of interest or hobbies. Mm-hmm. Mwah, love oh, I it. love that, too. Um, Sarah says, backward hats, backwards hats and body hair. And then Maggie says, backwards hats as well. It's a thing. Me, too. I'd like to add that to my list. Backward hats? And Maggie also says... Um, uh, when her, her partner or, you know, someone that they're interested in wears glasses. I'm the same. Really? Yeah, pop on a pair of glasses if you don't wear them that often. Woo! That's great. Very okay. sexy. Yeah. All right. Um, Mark says, uh, driving a mid-size pickup truck or any size <laughs> commercial <laughs> delivery truck. Nice, Mark! Mark! Yes! This is convenient! Yeah, yes! absolutely. I love yeah. it. I, I get that, too. <laughs> yeah. And I like, too, when a girl has, like, a sticker in the back of the truck that's like, silly boys, trucks are for girls, right? I'm just like, mm, hell yeah, you drive a truck. Okay. I think that's very What about you, Art? I was going to be really cheesy with it and say... Oh. Intellect, like oh. an intellectual oh. conversation. Yes. Oh, that's cheesy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that cheesy? <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's great. I love that we're just talking relationships. You ruined it, Art. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining the PJ Party. 
For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 913. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.